0: Good morning and welcome to the last service of this year. I hope you had a wonderful Christmas, got to spend some time with friends, family, tradition. Speaking of traditions, I have a secret tradition that most people don't know about, but I love to help with Christmas cookies. I help to make the dough, I roll it out, I cut them out for one reason, I prefer the dough more than the cookies, and I eat all that I want. Moms, don't worry about it. I'm 73, I've lived all this year. Your kids can probably do it. By the way, I'm looking forward to doing it next year. Speaking of next year, what do you think the Lord's saying for 2022?
1: I know, I've been trying to hear, you know, Jesus, do you have a word for us in 2022? I did think I heard him say something really distinct, though, happy. Take your wife to Italy. Wow.
0: Well, let me catch my <laughs> breath <laughs> in a minute. Now, you know, I love Italy, and the gelato is world-class. Yeah. It's the best I've ever See, had. See, that's
1: I, a confirmation. I could no. eat it three meals <laughs> yeah. a
0: day for a month and survive. <laughs> but, you know, we've just paid for five kids, five in-laws, and 18 grandkids Christmas presents, and you want me to add okay, Italy okay, on Okay,
1: okay, okay. Let's go ahead and pray. We'll we'll, add. we'll get serious here. <laughs> so uh, let's join Hanson. Yeah. Father, we thank you. You have given us a a good 2021, and we're looking forward to 2022, and we're thankful that we're not left to ourselves. You lead us, Holy Spirit. You guide us. You continue to reveal more of our Lord Jesus and our desires. We love him more in the coming year. So come and teach us even today and speak to us. Give us those ears to hear. In his mighty name we pray, amen. Amen. Yeah, so in all serious now, I was and have been asking Jesus, is there anything specifically you want to say to us for 2022? And I'm sure there's a lot of things, but one thing was really clear. He said, I want a healthy body. I want a healthy bride. Mike." well, at first I'm like, oh, like, is he referencing just all the problems we've had with COVID, because Jesus is a very faithful physician. This we know, and I'm I'm grateful for that. But he actually wasn't referring necessarily to our physical health in terms of COVID. No, he was saying, I want a healthy body. I want a healthy bride. He was referencing the church. See, the word body, the word bride are popular metaphors all throughout scripture for the church. And, you know, we could look them up. Uh, I love, I love them for metaphors for the church, because the word body, it's alive, it's vibrant, bright, beautiful. So those are wonderful metaphors when we come to talk about the church. I know Paul, of course, uses this over and over again. One, just for reference, Colossians 1.18, he says, Christ is also the head of the church, which is his body. Yes, Jesus is the head of the church. He's head of the body. And he goes on to tell us, and all of us are the body of Christ. We're members of it. And this is language we use. We don't as much talk about us being the bride of Christ. I, I really like that one. You know? Well, I thought you would. <laughs> I mean, women are kind of getting their due, finally. You know? um, and that's all throughout the scripture. So when Jesus says, I want a healthy body, I want a healthy bride, I want a healthy church. Now, you don't have to be a rocket scientist. You don't even have to have a probably an elementary school diploma to know the church is kind of sick. Uh, it is. And, I mean, just two days ago, uh, I opened up my news feed, and there was another uh, another scandal. And this is a, a, a pastor I've listened to on podcasts I really enjoy, but there he is, being accused, eh, you know, just accused, but of sexual immorality. And, I mean, th- there's way too much to even mention. But well,
0: there- if you add in the deconstruction issues, the yes. financial scandals. Yes. Uh, if it weren't for the Holy Spirit, we'd have a tendency to want to quit. And a lot of pastors are quitting and a lot of people are quitting church
1: well yeah I mean uh, let's just divert there just for a moment because it actually again paints the picture of why there is unhealth you know that Jesus is crying out for a healthy body a, a, a healthy bride because it's no secret um, we we're in conversations with a lot of pastors uh, uh, all over the nation and they're quitting. They're they're giving up. They're they're discouraged. Um, and, and we, we actually understand that. We we do. You know, COVID devastated the churches, you know, people aren't coming back to the churches, some for very good reasons, obviously. Some are still needing to be cautious about health. We we get that. But it it's painful and it it's challenging. You know, I know even as we've talked about it and as I was thinking about this word specifically of Jesus saying that, I thought if we're hurting over that, how much more is Jesus hurting,
0: right? That's the, a great perspective. Yeah, the church is his body. Well, he cares more about <laughs> us as a family <laughs> I know. than we care about us I know. as a
1: family. <laughs> yes. Um, so he wants that healthy body and that healthy bride heading into 2022. So we're asking just a little bit today. I'm sure that you, Answer is you know multifaceted, but okay. How Jesus? How can we be that?
0: Okay, a shepherd. That yeah, yeah. Let's stop there, I man. You keep using this word church. Right. I think people right. are a little bit confused with church. It gets used in many many ways. Yeah. Sometimes we say let's go to the church, and you mean let's go over to 1500 North Lincoln. Right. Sometimes or you're our about, church
1: in Sullivan. Right, yeah. Or right.
0: The uh, denomination. We're part of the Vineyard, Vineyard. Church. Yeah. Or the Ju- uh, Mike and Julie Happen Die Church. Yeah. Uh, and, and so you start adding all or kinds. Or even the, of- the universal church. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're thinking about the church all over the world. Every now and then there'll be a disaster in town, like a tornado or something. And some people are out and they'll say, why wasn't the church out? What they really mean is, why didn't the staff go out? But again,
1: if we understood, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So in the Bible, in the New Testament alone, it mentions this word church over 100 times, depending on your translation. Mm -hmm. It refers to human beings, people, not structures, steel, wood, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. In fact, Jesus said in Matthew 16, 18, one of my favorite verses, I will build my church. He's going to do it.
1: And didn't he say the gates of hell? Yeah, the gates <laughs> well, of hell will not prevail. Like,
0: okay. <laughs> and it, it seems like the gates of hell are overrunning. It seems but, like hell's overrun, yes. but it says it won't happen. And I believe the Bible in that Me. But he's not talking about the vineyard denomination. He's not talking about this building. He's not talking about Mike and Julie as our leaders. He's, he's talking about people. Now, the Bible in Ephesians does call them living stones. Yeah, so that's good. he is building yeah. a temple of people and so when he talks about it, it is important to know that he is our head of our body. He is the groom to us as bride. Yes. And you ladies. You, I love you that. Yes. That stuff, so we don't go to church. We are the church. So Remember I'm that the church. Phrase? Yeah. You're the church. We're the church. Yes. Yes, I you, and we we're intimately
1: us. connected yeah. Yeah, to Jesus as his body and as his bride. That is just
0: so beautiful. And So if you dig in just a little deeper to the Greek word that they're translating into the church, it's yeah. ekklesia. And it simply means a group of people called out of their homes to do something.
1: Okay, good. <laughs> just stop there a minute, because I know we often have preached or heard preached. Church means the called out ones. But it literally means like called called out, out like, hey, meeting in town square or meeting at the library. Well, the day of
0: Pentecost would have been an ecclesia gathered, that group of 3,000 that gathered. Or uh, going to the uh, school board meeting or uh, So it's not
1: really just a religious word. It's a non-religious word,
0: and it has to do with gathering. In a Christian sense, it's people of God gathering to worship God. Okay,
1: okay. Real simple.
0: Wait, that's important.
1: And I wanna pick up on a comment that you made. Okay, we're, we're viewing the church that as this called out group of people who gather. Now, you, you made the comment, and we've said this many times, we don't go to church. You know, We are the church. And I think, you know, we've reiterated that because we are trying to dispel that whole consumer mentality that's all throughout our culture. It's definitely in the church where people, well, I go to church and I go and I'm going to see, are my needs met? You know, do I get fed? Do they have the best programming? Oh, well, if not, eh, let's find another church. So I understand, like we've tried to reiterate, we don't go to church. We are the church. That's helpful. But this is what I want to emphasize. I am the church. you are the church. We don't go to church, but we do gather. We do gather. So I, I think that's critical, because the very definition, "ecclesia," that Greek word, is gather. a gathering. So to be the church, there has to be a gathering at some point, you know, obviously not twenty four, four seven. I was listening to an interesting podcast by Banning Liebcher. Uh He's the pastor of the Jesus Culture Church in Sacramento, and I enjoy his teaching. And he was actually talking about uh, this whole idea of the church and, you know, where we're, we're struggling right now. But he had this awesome phrase. He said, when we think about the church, he said, you need to understand one thing. Assembly required. <laughs> yeah,
0: I want to comment on that. Most of your parents have put together a bunch of toys and things through your life. Yeah. I've learned that if it says assembly required, I better pay attention to the instructions. Right.
1: Well, and just think, it, you use toy. If you didn't assemble the toy, it's useless. And I'm not saying if we don't assemble, we don't gather, you know, as the body of Jesus or the church of Jesus that we're useless. But Jesus is telling us something here. Uh, and I, I know throughout the past year, obviously year and a half, gathering has been you know, decimated, rightfully so, right. Like We wanna definitely you know, cooperate with public health. We want people to be safe. We're well aware of the dangers. But when we visit again, this idea of the church being Jesus' body, you think, wow, yeah, a body needs to come together in order to be healthy. You know, if I were to chop off your hand, Hap, and you know, throw it out here, you, the rest of you might get along, not as well. What's gonna happen to that hand? It's gonna die pretty It's bright. gonna die. And in the same way, when we as the church don't gather, we don't come together, we don't join with one another, you know, there's like, There's real risk involved. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I love how, you know, Paul is so clear. He spends a whole chapter, actually, 1 Corinthians 12. He said, the way God designed our bodies is a model for understanding our lives together as a church. We are dependent on every other part. He ends that section with this. You are Christ's body. That's who you are. And you must never forget it. Yeah, and of I, I think if, the warning is we do forget it. And if one
0: part of the body took a vacation, yeah. your legs decided to take the day off, you're out of You're luck. in trouble. Yeah.
1: yeah. Anyway, there's lots of good teaching there. But no wonder, you know, the church is in a state of unhealth. The body and the bride aren't well. We're not flourishing because we've been scattered and prohibited from gathering um, and had real restrictions. But, you know, we have an enemy hat. We, we know that. And I'm telling you, he's taken this thing on full bore. You know, he is deceiving people. He's lying to people. He's messing with people. Like, And I think there's some real work, deception going on in people's minds about gathering. Some of it, you know, I, I want to make sure we people don't think we're saying, you know, <laughs> don't be careful. But you know what? I There's... It's it's affecting our health personally. It's definitely affecting the body. But you and I have been having conversations about this. And so, okay, this is an example of how we often hear from God. It's kind of old-fashioned, but from magazines. And so <laughs> I mean, that's how we first discovered the vineyard. It was a magazine. Anyway, uh, they're, they're, they still make magazines, by the way. they still publish magazines. But um, uh, we're, we're going to bed one night and uh, you picked up a magazine and uh, a, a good magazine, a magazine we actually enjoy. Christianity Today, very reputable uh, magazine. And you're just kind of reading along and all of a sudden you're like, die." Die. I, I think I was falling asleep, but go ahead. Tell the rest of the story. Yeah.
0: They say you're supposed to go to bed with the same habits every night. So almost every night I read something for yes. about ten minutes. Yes. She of course needs a tickle, but yeah. you know <laughs> that's another story I'll share another time. But I'm reading this, the Christian Today, November yeah. twenty uh, twenty one issue, and it says something about health on the front of it. And I okay, I'll look at it. I'm thinking you're it's thinking COVID. COVID. I'm yeah. thinking is it church is super spread or something like that. It's not about that at all. I, I come across the title of an article that says, the public health crisis no one is talking about. And
1: we're gonna have a slide of that to show that how, how it was in the magazine. Yeah. The I'm, public health crisis nobody is talking about. Yeah, go I ahead.
0: Thought, <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't know what this is, but I said Christians, are, Americans are giving up on church and said our mind and bodies were paying a price for it. And I still don't get it. I can't quite figure out what's going on. But as I read further, it's a fascinating study done by, done by two Harvard professors. Okay, don't
1: miss this right here.
0: Yeah, two Harvard professors. We're gonna put
1: their names up. Folks, there's a lot of research. I mean, you, you can go on the internet and find all kinds of gobbledygook, okay? I, I kind of sit up a notice when it says Harvard University, okay? And you don't submit research at Harvard without it being impeccable, well researched. And so these and two even gentlemen. Oh, yeah. Oh, totally peer reviewed.
0: But go ahead. But the, these two guys are professors and they run a program called Human Flourishing Program, which I think is interesting for Harvard.
1: Well, I think it's also interesting that one of them uh, is the professor of epidemiology. Like, yeah. how, like, uh, contemporary is that but go
0: ahead. So they start out by citing a Barna study. Barna does a lot of poll-taking yeah. on Christianity. And in February of 2020, listen to the date, this is before COVID. Right. He announced that church attendance had dipped to an all-time low of 29 percent. Now it's obviously lower than that today. Oh yeah. Um, and we've seen it and there's still people. So who, like
1: across America yeah. only 29 percent.
0: At that time we're coming. Yes. Okay. And now, now it's yeah. less than that. And What they hadn't counted on was they started to find other studies besides their own Mm -hmm. that were finding some interesting things. That a drop in church attendance was seriously harming the well-being of those who stopped attending. Well, let me repeat that. (laughs) A drop in church attendance was seriously harming the well-being of those who stopped attending.
1: That's a stunning
0: statement. On the other hand, they found that religious participation was promoting health and wellness.
1: Okay. So let's just simplify this. Don't go to church, not as healthy. Gather as a church, healthy.
0: Again, this isn't one that has <laughs> no, I out of the air statistics.
1: Well, I mean, I-, I was so totally jazzed when you're sharing this because, you know, it's not that we need outside hor- uh, sources or scientists, you know, telling us this. I mean, we believe this, yeah. but to- go ahead. Yeah. Well,
0: their premise then comes down to the, the disaffection we have with going to church. I want to read this verbatim. Mm-hmm. It represents a public health crisis, one that has largely been ignored, but the effects are likely to increase in coming years. Okay. Let me just okay. reference. Yeah. Do I want, they're gonna, we're going to put up a graph. I'll let me reference a few yeah. of the things they found. People that attend church, 33% reduced risk of death. That got my attention. 84% <laughs> reduced risk of suicide. Wow. 29% wow. Risk, uh, reduced risk of depression. Well, I'm really tracking with them now. How about this one for you married couples? 50% reduced risk of divorce if you attend church. And parents, listen up. Oh yeah. 33% reduced risk of adolescent illegal drug use. Okay. And then how about this one for children? 12% reduced risk of adolescent depression. And we know depression's running rampant among our young people.
1: Oh, wow, and, I, and suicide. And, and
0: Parents, I've said over and over, get your kids in a good, healthy church and start watching what God wants to do with them. I know,
1: gather together, there's something. Now, I mean, the, the article's you know, much more detailed than this. And actually, I, I'm so proud of you, Hep went on YouTube and he started watching one of these professors, <laughs> and we're going to link that in the chat for you, just for you geeks who want more, you know, info. But what is interesting, you know, we, we could digress and say, well, it's because you have more support of one another. I mean, the whole dynamic in a gathered setting of just forgiving one another or confessing your sins and praying for one another. And I mean, it's going to go without saying.
0: Okay. Here, here's the interesting thing. They're saying, yeah. one of these guys has a math degree, and he's a statistician. Here's the key point. Attendance is the single thing they found as the highest factor. not For,
1: not, for affecting health. Yeah, not, yeah. With,
0: not whether you were Baptist or Catholic or Vineyard or oh, whatever. Just, just attending, just at gathering. Okay. They I, didn't even talk about praying for yeah. the sick or anything. They said just attending is the number one thing that will help well-being
1: so if we wanted to say like just simply okay jesus says i want a healthy body i want a healthy bride i think we could even summarize we could even stop right now he's saying don't give up on gathering don't give up on gathering together you're going to be happier healthier in your marriages in your families in your mental health and, I mean, they listed a, a lot of other things that were not well, even mentioning just let me in, in your social interactions. Suicides
0: are rising, they say, by 40%. Yeah. 84% less risk of suicide if you just attend church. Yeah. How many people could we have saved if we had more women? them in church? I know.
1: I know. And, you know, now it's I not know. fail
0: safe. It's no. not 100%. No. I, I would just say this. Sometimes we get so hooked on science...
1: And this is good science.
0: This is science. But so we
1: have had our fill how, of science. How <laughs> are we
0: overlooking this science? He, he goes on, he said... Wait,
1: have, I just want to stop right there. Of course, God's the greatest scientist ever. I, I really believe this was a Holy Spirit-inspired study, particularly at this time, when people are more open to believing scientific studies. And this scientific studies is showing... Gathering together to worship promotes health. I love it. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, it, it's
0: just like we're always trying to solve all the problems of the world. One of the solutions has to be church attendance.
1: Yeah, gathering, so, gathering that's together, kind of no brainer. Wow, how simple. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No kidding.
1: Yeah, and again, the public health—we're concerned with not just our sake. Obviously, Jesus wants this, and for the sake of the world. Right. Yeah. So, so, wow. So don't give up on gathering. I know even as I interacted, we we chatted a little bit more, and I wanted to read more of the article because my question was this. So I've had numerous, more than a few, conversations with people who are no longer gathering. Uh, and, And now I'm talking about people who it's not like a COVID situation. It's just like, eh, I'm kind of done with it. You know, I got used to staying home on a Sunday. And okay, so I try to have a listening ear because when I challenge them then, well, like, how is your relationship with Jesus? Oh,
0: Oh, well, that's probably where they say, you know, I still love Jesus, but I just don't like his church.
1: Oh, yeah, I have. Well, that's like somebody saying to you, oh, Hap, I really like you.
0: But it's Diane, I can't stand.
1: Not so much. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Anyway.
0: No, in what, general, in it's gen- smart to love what God loves. Yeah. He loves his family. Yeah. So it's really yeah. smart to decide to love the yeah. family.
1: Okay, where I was going with that, but thank you for that, um, was, uh, oh, no, that people will say, oh, I still, you know, I'm listening to podcasts or, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I have an app where I read the Bible. And, you know, that's fine. I listen to podcasts. I have an app. Okay. But this is what I found almost shocking from this study, and I'm still trying to absorb it, and it was this. I'm gonna quote them. Our research suggests that religious service attendance, and those are their words, specifically rather than private practices, disciplines that you're doing on your own, but it's the religious gathering together most powerfully predicts health. Wow. If Jesus wants a healthy body and a healthy bride, <laughs> of course He wants us reading our Bibles and praying and spending time with him on our own. but He really wants us to gather together to not give up on that gathering. Um, and then they said, they studied very specifically the effects of you know people's own personal disciplines and acts of spirituality, you know, and these vary, and I love it you know, walk in the woods or, you know, uh, listen to worship. He said, but the effects on health and well-being, I quote, don't seem to be as strong as those of regular gatherings with other believers. Something powerful takes place, they said, that enhances health and well-being. Well, Hap, we know what something powerful is. Where two or three are gathered, who's there?
0: Jesus Christ shows up.
1: Now, we know we carry Jesus in us. You guys, you're all, a lot of you are Vineyardites. You know, we believe in being filled with the Spirit and, you know, knowing that we individually are the temple of God. But there is something powerful about the gathering of the body, the gathering as the temple of God or the bride of Christ where the presence is manifest. Oh, I mean, we know that. I mean, we know that. Uh, And, you know, I know I'm preaching to the choir, more or less. But uh, I thought it was interesting. Most of you uh, who've been with us any period of time know Putty Putman, who was the founder of the School of uh, Kingdom Ministry. He was a pastor here for 11 years. He just uh, wrote a fascinating article a couple weeks ago called, Why Should I Go Back to Church? And we're going to link that in the chat, too, because as only Putty can do. (laughs) He so beautifully establishes such a firm theological premise of why gathering together as the people of God, as his temple, how critical this is for experiencing the fullness effect of God's presence. And he does a great job. So we definitely want people to have the opportunity. You can read that for yourself. But it's all pointing back to what we're trying to say today. Don't give up on gathering. Don't give up. Why? Because the presence of God is here. Health is happening. And a lot of times you don't measure it right away. And, you know
0: well it's just a great habit to get into okay let's and, talk and about that for a minute habits can be lost so easily we travel a good deal we yeah. miss some sundays from time oh, to time yeah. we always try to catch it online but it's easy oh let's just take our free time and go do something else unfortunately habits form within three weeks and you miss three weeks and pretty soon it's not important and i think one of the habits we need to regain is just it's a priority it's a good place for health it's a good place for growing with jesus good place with friends
1: Yeah, I just—that's—I love that you mentioned habits. We didn't bring this up earlier in that research article. When they were investigating why aren't people gathering anymore? Well, you know, why aren't they attending church? They discovered that rarely was it. Well, there's too much scandal in the church, you know, or uh, I don't like what they preach. That actually wasn't it. For a lot of people, it was just like, eh. They lost the habit. Of attending through COVID, yeah. which, again, we're grateful for online. We'll, we're going to yeah. continue online. I mean, we're online today, right? But, yeah. yeah and, um,
0: you know, just, I think we've lost value of how valuable the church is. I know. You know, Bert Wagner, the former leader of the Vineyard in early 2000s, mm-hmm. took me aside one day and he said, Happy, you need to understand the church, the bride, the body, is the funnel through which God pours everything. Jesus is building his church and he uses his bride and his body yes. to do it. Yes, yes. Everything on earth, every solution comes through the bride or the body. Yes. It's like, wow, it changed me. Heard a great illustration the other day of...
1: I think this was a banning too. Yeah, okay. I think it was. He, yeah. And
0: he said, do you go to a service and think it's like a restaurant or like a family potluck in a home? Mm-hmm. You know, in a restaurant, you come in, you sit down, serve me. Serve I'll me. have this, this, and this. this. You walk out, they clean up the mess. A family picnic in a home, you probably had to bring something. Oh, yeah. You probably got there a few minutes early and helped set up. You ate together. You laughed together. You mingled with people. You cleaned up. Yes, yes. You you participated. Yes, yes. It's it's not like a business. It's like a family. It's not passive. It's participatory. And that's
1: one of our high values here, family. Family stuff
0: is so, so important.
1: Yeah, so um, we're not going to solve or you know delineate all, all the solution here, but just again, not give up on gathering, because significant things—the presence of God—intersects us and health results. And I, I, I'm always wanting more details, you know, from the Lord. And um, so as I was like saying, okay, God, like, what's one of the first steps in? Uh, being healthy, gathering together. And he he said kind of a startling thing to me. He said, um, uh, you you all need a public bath. I'm like, whoa, like, I don't really like that imagery. (laughs) He said, he goes, I want to cleanse my body with my word. I was like, wow. I mean, that's okay. I mean, I know we're cleansed from sin by the blood of Jesus. But the imagery is very biblical. Be cleansed. You know, we've been so dirty with the lies of the enemy, with just life, to come together, to gather. So I was just writing that down in my journal. At 6.54 a.m., this was the other morning, I get a text from a prophetic person on our prophetic team here. And he said, I was just praying and I asked Jesus, what do you want to do with the vineyard in 2022? And immediately he said, this is what I heard from Jesus. I am washing it with the word. Uh, like my mouth, like literally dropped open. I was like texting right back. Uh, I, I, like this is exactly what Jesus was referencing. And then, you know, he told me to go look at the Ephesians 5 text, which is, you know, where that is. We won't have time to look there today. But hopefully as we go into the new year, we'll discover like, Okay, Jesus, a fresh emphasis on the word to cleanse us. I don't know if that's in the preaching, the worship, the the prophetic word, but I know there's going to be a cleansing. And you know what? That made me think of something else I'd heard a couple weeks ago, and this was from another uh, prophetic voice, actually a church planter who we know and we're, we're friends with. And he made this statement. You know, the church we're planting, they're, they're in the eastern part of the country. He said, I say to people, we're not safe. I'm like, what? But we are healthy.
0: Yeah, let me expand Yeah, that Yeah, out. pick
1: up on that, because um, I can see, uh-oh. Safe is a
0: buzzword in our society. Oh yeah, you we're, hear about we're like on preoccupied. campuses, yeah, kids course. wanna be safe, college, of course. high yeah. school. I mean, there's I a lot hear it of- in society, I need my safe place. Yeah. Uh, in fact, America's probably gone overboard on safety. There's a yeah. great book called Failure of Nerve uh, that talks about how we've gone yes. overboard. But he's saying we're not safe if you wanna come to a place where you can stay mired in sin. Just stay comfortable. Uh, Just hear feel, a little
1: nugget you, you from feel God's guilt, word.
0: guilty and yeah. you feel like you're an orphan. He said, we want to be a healthy place that where God's love touches into your heart, Mm -hmm. brings out those issues that are keeping you from becoming all that you can be, growing into the man or woman that God has predestined you to be.
1: Well, an important aspect of that is that cleansing word. You know, the Bible says the word of God is like a sword. (laughs) And so that's not necessarily doesn't feel safe, but. It is in the broader sense, well, but it is
0: healthy. He right. prunes safe. it. You're right, but not It may rub you the wrong way. Yeah, yeah. But it's going to bring you into the place of health. So... I think he says he says that over and over. We're not a safe place, but we're a healthy, healthy place.
1: place. And ultimately,
0: when you understand what we're saying, you want the healthy place.
1: You want the healthy place, and you will be protected. But the work of the Lord's not always comfortable, but it's good. And so, our encouragement as we head into the new year: let's cooperate with Jesus when He says, "I want a healthy body. I want a healthy bride." Let's not give up on gathering.
0: Well. One other thing, we get those prophetic words everywhere, and that apartment just south um. of the building <laughs> says gather.
1: No, huge apartment complex going up on uh, Lincoln Avenue, drove past it every day, and then suddenly the sign goes up. Huge sign, gather. I'm like, oh, the world has captured the heart of God, that it's safer and healthier, safe in the best way, and healthier to Gather. And from the
0: street, we see at least three places they built to, to gather, gather inside that yes. place. So the world understands yes. gathering. Yes, Maybe the church could take a lesson and wake up, right? And
1: we have the presence of God. So let's gather together in 2022.
0: Let me just pray over us. Father, I pray that as we come into a new year, that we have a whole new attitude about ourselves as the bride and your body. hmm Lord, what a precious role we have to be married to you, to be a functioning Mm -hmm. part of you. Lord, you've invited us into an amazing journey. We're asking that you do things that are way beyond what we could ask or imagine. Lord, I pray that every one of us reaches the destiny to which you have called us, both individually and corporately. How do we fit together? Where's this church family going? Lord, do things that we never dreamed possible. Make us a healthy place that brings healing and wholeness in every realm, not only within this family, but as we reach out to our community of central Illinois. Lord, you're the best. Mm -hmm. We thank you. We look forward to you surprising us next year. We ask it all in Jesus name. Amen.